It's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to watch any TV show they choose to watch. We talk about it and a bunch of other crap. My guest today is the very, very funny Casper Kelly from Adult Swim. I'm going to give a couple credits. Writer for, uh, created Stroker and Hoop. Yes. Uh, writer for Squidbillies. Yes. Aqua Teen. A little bit. Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Yes. And all-around funny man and creator, co-creator of a new show that I'm going to be on called? Uh, well, right now it's Untitled Hell Project, but hopefully by the time you hear that, well, hopefully it'll be called Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. That's being negotiated. We're, I'm doing most of the negotiations. Yes. And I'm saying that it's going pretty well from my end. Okay, good. That's uh, I haven't updated you on the most recent um, negotiations, but thank you so much for coming. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. And also, I wrote a book. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, that's a big... Uh, why, why don't you say the name of the book? The book is called More Stories About uh, Spaceships and Cancer. And if I'd been prepared, I probably would have given that, you that a month ago. So I can love, say how great it is. I love the cover. All right, the cover is great. <laughs> the so, cover yes. is great. So you should... <laughs> if you're into good book cover... If you judge books by covers, which actually I do do often. Yes. Which even though you're not supposed to. I think then it would, it would win on that front. Um, yeah, so check that out. Um, so why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about what show you wanted to watch? I chose uh, The Client List because I had heard about the uh, – because, A, my wife uh, watched The Ghost Whisperer, so I <laughs> would catch that in passing. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the tone of that is just so weird. The, uh, now, The Ghost Whisperer is about a woman who talks to ghosts, yes, I assume. Yes, it's mm-hmm. – uh, it's The Sixth Sense. Hey, let's make that a TV show mm-hmm. with Jennifer Love Hewitt. And even just in passing, I would notice, I've got to think that show is for women, but they would, they would frame shots to accentuate uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's breasts, like well, gratuitously. Well, that has not changed, because uh, <laughs> I, have, I have seen an episode of The Client List. I watched the pilot or the first episode, and it, is, it has a ton of cleavage. I think you said your theory was so that men who are on their laptops in the living room, the husbands, yeah, they would just pe- look up occasionally and not object to the yeah, show. Yeah, <laughs> it works because your one memory of seeing the ghost whisperer was her cleavage. So, you know, if you ever see that on again, you're like, well, I can watch for five, ten minutes. You know? yeah, yeah. Not bad. Um, so you have not seen the client list. We picked an episode called uh, Try, Try Again. Because it had the word massage mishap in it. Yes. And all I know is that, it, uh, from what I understand, what weeds try to do with uh, uh, drug dealing, where right. suburban mom deals drugs, this tries to do with uh, hand jobs. Yes. Yes. So it absolutely does. It's very weird. It's, so the first, I, I, I can't remember all the specifics, but the first episode. Jennifer Love Hewitt has a son, and she has a husband, and sort of out Are of all their names like Riley and Cody, yeah, and Sky, <laughs> Ty- and Taylor, Tyler, <laughs> Cody, yeah, Steel, uh... yeah, they're very like <laughs> modern names that sound like the the fake name for a superhero, it's like alter ego. Um, 
but she she has a husband, and I don't even rem- I remember watching it and being very confused because the husband husband sort of leaves on a whim, like he's very mean to them for no for no reason. They haven't set up anything, and he's immediately mean the first like right at the beginning. So he leaves. She can't provide for herself. I guess she doesn't work at all, and then she gets a job at a massage parlor. That is known for hand jobs, but she says, "No, no, I'm not going to do hand jobs." And by the end of the first episode, she tries her. Fr- that's the, what this massage parlor is known for. And she, she didn't have that figured out beforehand. She was well, so, oh, yeah, in the she, job interview process. No, this is what happened. A friend of hers drives up in like a Corvette, and she's like, "Oh, you're doing so well." She's like, "Well, I work at this massage parlor." It's like she's making that much money giving hand jobs that she can buy a Corvette and have like a nice. That's a that's like. How much money does it cost? I don't know. I mean, uh, I assume at those happy ending parlors, you can get it for like under $100. Maybe she's just leasing a Corvette. <laughs> yeah, totally. She's just, she's just, she was just doing a test drive, and she was just going around the block. Um, but you mean to tell me that when they're hiring her, they're, they're not saying... We need to make sure you do great hand jobs because this is what we're known for. Well, that's they the, just thrust her into the. No, that's the weird thing is that they don't. I don't think they ever even ask, "Have you ever given a massage?" I think she's just hot. She's just hot. That's what. Well, the clips I've seen, it, it's clear she hasn't given a massage because she's like just d- gently touching an elbow. Yeah, yeah, and and the other thing is that I think we might have talked about this uh, uh, before, but all. All the guys who she gives hand jobs to and massages to are really built. They're like hot guys, which yes. my my connotation <laughs> is like if you're going to go often to get massages from hot women, basically going to you know a yeah. prostitute of some sort, you probably aren't like a, a male Adonis, you know. Yeah, in fact, I'm going to make a prediction that the drinking game I'm going to say uh-huh. is six-pack abs. Yes. Uh, you is- have to take a sip for every pack <laughs> every time you see a pack. Um, so you've never seen this show. Are there any other things that you expect to see or are looking forward to uh, while we watch the episode? I expect to see uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt to teach someone a life lesson, mm-hmm. like one of her clients. Ooh. And make their life a little better. Uh huh. And I expect uh, some tears and some drama uh, with a relationship of some kind. Yes. I think that's a very safe bet. I I <laughs> bet there. Now, have you were saying that your wife watched Ghost Whisperer? I think this is on. This might be on Women's Entertainment or some this this new. I think show. this is Lifetime. Oh, this is Lifetime. So one of those sort of sentimental. Do you have you had to watch a lot of that type of stuff, or is that just sometimes on in the background? It's just on the background. We. Thankfully, do not have that type of marriage where I'm compelled to. We're compelled to watch shows together. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The secret to a happy marriage is just enjoy the things that you both like together, right. and everything else you enjoy on your own. Right. Right. <laughs> what's the What's the worst thing that you've been subjected to? Uh, it's not the worst, but it's just the sheer um, amount of it because they make. I think they make about five of them a day. Is uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives with Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri, and mm-hmm. it's like it's it's in fact it ties into it ties into like stripping. It's like <laughs> I don't like stripping because I don't like to look at things. I and I don't like that show because why look at all this food you can't try? Right. Let's just go to a. Re- I, it's just bizarre to me. A show. Mm, this is delicious. Mm, I wish you could have some out yeah. in the audience, folks. <laughs> and you. Can't. I mean, why would you just? It's just amazing to me. 
Yeah, I, I, the, yeah, those are the show. Well, I, I'm torn because I. Well, first of all, that guy is ridiculous. Yes, Fieri. that guy Fieri is ridiculous. But I mean, um, he won the lottery. He and he won it two Emmys. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what his deal is. Wait, didn't he? That's just awesome, bro. Didn't he just? He won like a. Did he, he won like a Top Chef, didn't he? Or something, yeah, something. like that. I think he like won a reality show. But he's like, I don't want to cook. I just want to drive around and. I know, but that's like a show that like my dad likes, and I would watch. Like I can watch that show. Like that's the type of show that if it's on, it's like, yeah, I want to see what this disgusting food is like in Philadelphia. You know, like I can just watch a couple episodes of it. Yeah, it it's is. It's like one of those foods that's no one hates, but no one really is, loves. You yeah, know? yeah. Know. And it's the other thing that you have to deal with when you're watching the show is just a lot of shirts with flames on them. <laughs> That's his big thing. Because he brings some edginess to the Food Network. Yeah, very controlled edginess. <laughs> yeah. That's based on, um, what's his name? Uh, the lead singer of, uh, fuck, I can't remember the name. Uh, they sang All-Star? Some, oh, Smash um, Mouth. Smash Mouth, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I, would, I could totally see him at a Big Bad Voodoo Daddy uh, concert if they're still around. Totally. Well, I'd also <laughs> like to say, you know how they always, that always happens where somebody like um, the cable guy, like yep. they're like, well, his real name's Dan Whitney, and like this is him beforehand, and he's just like a guy. He hasn't come up with a character yet, you know. <laughs> I wonder what um, Guy Fieri was like beforehand. If he had, before, like if they, if it was a concerted effort to start wearing like hot rod shirts and the sunglasses and dyed hair, and I bet, he, bet he was like Revenge of the Nerds. Too. I bet he looked like Walter White, the, <laughs> like season one, <laughs> just really <laughs> frumpy, sort of super depressed guy. I think I don't know if this is true, but they might have been kidding. But someone told me that his he he, he used, his name was Guy Ferry. No, and then they made it Fieri. Uh, but that that sounds apocryphal. Guy Ferry. Sometimes sometimes people are being sarcastic, and I don't pick it up, which That's is a the- terrible quality in a person in comedy. But. <laughs> Fairy isn't that bad of a last name, but if you put guy in front of it, that makes it <laughs> such a terrible. That's like ultimate tease when you're a kid. That yeah. you're gonna get beat up constantly. Yeah, they would have. They must have changed that earlier. He would have changed that in junior, in middle school. You know, he's like, let's put a French twist to this because yeah. I'm gonna be eating a lot of shitty food. Um, cool. So why don't we check? And the Tabasco out- just melts in there with the provolone. Mm, bam, <laughs> bam. That's Emerald Lagasse. Okay, you're right. Don't even try with Emerald. Um, He's an elder statesman of the food. Like, I want to do, just have a show where I try furniture. Like, the, the smoothness of this leather on this couch, this is so comfortable. That's a great... It is so wonderful. All right, let's go try some more furniture for me to sit in. Well, uh, this is totally different, but this has been on my mind. I have a an idea for a book pitch. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there are all those books like... Um, you spend like a year of living biblically and this guy spent a year really going by the Bible. And then there was like, um, no impact man. And he spent a year. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, so it's this whole thing where you sort of pick a year to do something and you write about it, but it's all for the book. You know what I mean? Like totally. There's a new in time hack. Yeah. What was the, what's that one? That's where, uh, because time feels like it's moving slower when you're doing something new. Mm -hmm. So he'll do something new every day. Like he'll ride a mechanical bull or he'll, cook on his fireplace just something new every day and that so yeah and then there's like one living by oprah you know there's yeah. one being happy every day there was uh this guy who retired early and did that for a year so i was thinking i want to write a book that's just um i'm pre- 
pretending to write a book for a year <laughs> and it's just <laughs> telling people you're writing a book yeah. <laughs> and then like going to places so you'd go to like a restaurant and you would say like oh i'm writing a book about restaurants <laughs> and then you'd everywhere you'd go you'd be saying that you're writing a book and that would be the book and i don't know how it would actually come out but i think that that's there needs to be something like that give me your email i'll send you a copy and then you know yeah yeah exa- yeah, exactly yeah and then they go where's that book and I say, yeah. And then a year later, the book comes out where it comes out that I wasn't writing a book. I don't know how it's going to manifest itself, but I need a book agent. Yes. ASAP. So if you're listening, Mr. Penguin or uh, Simon and Schuster. Mr. Knopf. Yes. Or uh, Miss Knopf. Miss Knopf or Mr. What's the Mr. Harper Perennial. Mm-hmm. Uh, Double Day. Is there one with this? Abner Doubleday? <laughs> if you're Abner Doubleday. What, isn't there one with a C? So that sounds like Criterion? Not Signet. C. Uh, it's not coming to me. All right. If, you, if you're still listening at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Hand jobs are, all, are just around the bend, we're, folks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're about to watch um, Jennifer Love Hewitt in the client list. So why don't we check it out? Wow. Look at you. Very clever. Oh, look, I didn't care if it was clever. I just cared if it worked. Well, looks like it did. So, uh, you want to go in? I think you'll like the place. Sure. In a minute. You know one of my favorite things about Texas? Big sky. I was just going to say that. You beat me to the punch. Yeah. Yeah. Big sky. I'm running around so much lately, I haven't even had a chance to just look up, see where I'm going and where I've been. What? Nothing. I'm just very glad you made it. So, when does the date officially start? Officially? Uh, let's see. I don't know. Maybe once you uh, sit down, place your order. Talk about your childhood. Parents and siblings. Hopes, dreams. I mean, well, <laughs> we really have a lot ahead of us. A lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So you up for it? The official start time? Yeah. Yeah, I think I am. Or maybe just we could do a little... sky. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. We just finished watching the client list. Try, try again. Your initial response... Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, terrible, oh, terrible, 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 terrible TV show. I think what first of all, her doing Jennifer Love Hewitt doing a Southern accent is sort of bad. But the one thing that's jumped out, besides for the story, besides for anything, is just the awkwardness of like the cut. Like they showed reaction shots all the time that were just as you call them ham fisted. They were just like totally unnecessary. And then every time they'd start a scene, they'd start with, like, a sentence that was, like, a throwaway sentence and then get into the very important, like, now let's talk about... I need those boards moving over to that site. Oh, so, hey, Riley. Yeah, yeah, there was one, the best line was, like, nice job with the dishes. I was waiting for you to call, you know? (laughs) What the heck? Like, just... Yeah, like, every, every scene of two people talking, they felt it necessary 
to cut to the third pe- person standing there to roll their eyes yes. or do a little smirk or like a concerned batting of the eyelashes. And it was always a little too much of a reaction for what had – or not enough. It was never right. Yes. It was like they had those on file from another episode. And we go, we need to cut to something She here. needs to roll her eyes and yeah. smile. That, yeah, it's a, it's a terrible TV show. Um, the, so basically, why don't we just try to give a quick synopsis of what happened? And there were like probably five or six storylines in this. No, but I got to inter- interject right off the bat is I expected a lot of uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt cleavage. Yes. They even had five cleavage shots unnecessary in the in the recap of to catch, get you up to speed yes, at, the beginning. Yeah, at the beginning. It was amazing. It's crazy. Then, but then there weren't. Then at the, there was at the top of the episode there was cleavage in the massage yeah. shop, and then towards the end, but in the middle there was very conservative dress. Yeah, it's a little disappointing. It's probably in her contract that it can't be wall to wall, wall to wall cleavage. There's probably a percentage that she said that there must be, and and also you were saying that the way that they move is very interesting. They do jiggle in such a way that is, I'd say, non-traditional jiggle. Yeah, I don't think there's a bra or it, there's it's some, very lo- yeah. There's something and there, there, yeah. And there's lots of shots of like her shaking out uh, creamer in her coffee to, <laughs> to just allow extra jiggle. Like there's always business. She's always packing or putting on necklaces. Yeah, or, there yeah. is one. Yeah, there's one part where she was doing crunches like at work, and that was just a throwaway. Like, why was she working out? It's just very odd. The whole thing is very, very strange. Um, so the episode, I forget her name, Riley. Is it Riley? Yeah, I think it's Riley. I think so, maybe. So she is working at a massage parlor. She's she's covering for somebody, giving a massage to a guy who doesn't, who's I guess very Christian or very no. He's just a, he just no. He's a wonderful guy. I he, think. Oh yeah, he's I, listening to he's Wuthering just, Heights not, on, a, yeah, on book on tape. He's listening to Wuthering Heights book on tape, and it starts with the other uh, massage. Uh, people outside thinking that's a conversation, even though it's a book on tape of Wuthering Heights, and, and they're like, was, "What are they talking about in there?" I guess it was supposed <laughs> to be a joke, but it didn't. I don't really get it. And then she, he's a guy who doesn't get it, HJ's, and, right? And she, but she, I think either is she wrapped up in him or in Wuthering Heights. I think she. He was a handsome fella. She said, "Turn over," and she just got lost in the massage and touched his his dick. Grabbed his unit, as she said. The unit, and then and then he said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't know this was a rub and tug." And then he, she runs out of the room. He runs out of the room, and then he later asks her on a date. Yes, and she is a married woman. She, she her husband has just left like two months ago. A couple months ago, she has two kids. And she goes on a date with this guy. So that's one That's one thing is this is her introduction back into dating. Then these are the other ridiculously – And there's like 30, so hold th- on, th- folks. This is one that was only mentioned at the beginning at the end, the end but is the strangest of them all is her best friend is going, <laughs> going off of the pill without telling her husband. Yes. Because she wants babies. Yes. That's crazy. But there is a story arc where she decides to tell him at the end. Is that what happened? I at think the so. End? Yeah, I sort of. They all have a little story arc and learn their lesson at the end. Yeah, and but the way that she learned the lesson was she was like, "Well, she's saying to Jennifer Love Hewitt, well, like this other woman did it, and they ended up all right." And then Jennifer Love Hewitt's like, "Well, you're better than that." Than her, and that's how she decides to tell her husband, like, "What the hell?" He loves you. Just tell him the truth. So bad. Southern accent, fake Southern accents, by the way, and fake. I, I wrote one down. I have to interject. Yes, uh, sure, of course. Fake uh, Southern dialogue, like, "Well, that's beats that by a country mile." And another one well, as a Southerner, 
You are, uh, yes. You're, I am you're a Southerner. <clears throat> they did not do, which is my pet peeve, they did not commit this crime, which is people that say y'all to one person, uh-huh. which drives me crazy. That's always to multiple people. You would never say y'all to just... To one person. Yeah. Uh, but they it do, means you all. Yes. But they do say... Uh, uh, at the end, I'm hope I'm not spoiling spoiler alert, but uh, the mom, uh, Riley's mom, says, "Girl, we're we're tough as squirrel meat and twice as pretty." What the? <laughs> oh, that's some that's some Texas. That's and, a you know everyone grew up hearing that saying. And then wait, did you you didn't just say the big sky thing, did you? Oh no, that I didn't touch the, on the that big. That was the uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt goes on. This is her <laughs> first date since two months ago. Her husband leaves and she becomes a hand job goddess or whatever. And they meet outside of a barbecue place, and they're like, let's just stay out here for a minute. You know what my favorite part of Texas is? And he goes, Big Sky? And she goes, yeah, that's what I was going to say, Big Sky. And then they just look up at the sky for a minute. and then- In the parking lot of a barbecue restaurant. <laughs> and just have a, a moment of talking. And then they, 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 talk, <coughs> they talk about how awkward... Her grabbing his dick was, but she brings it up repeatedly. She brings it. She brings it up, like like on the he, date, you know. He was over it. Like yeah. let's let's just say this really happened in real life. Like if if I at the beginning of this podcast had accidentally touched your penis, we would go. It would be awkward. We and then we would never talk about it again. You know what I mean? Like I feel like she brought it up every single yes. time they saw each other. It's like you know what? Let it go. Just you know, for a little bit, just for the date, maybe. This is you know, like on the date. This is nice. It's not awkward at all. Like that time I accidentally grabbed your dick and yeah. listen. <laughs> yeah, and then there's this other part where he's, I guess, this sort of like good guy. He's supposed to be like a good guy, you know. And um, he's a chef. Oh, he's a chef. All he- men in this show have sort of female fantasy jobs. They're either working chef, they're chefs, so they work in construction. Right. Her 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 husband who left's brother is a construction worker, and that was also my favorite thing. Is because whenever they showed the construction site, they had twenty extras. With you know the the neon orange uh, vests doing nothing, either grabbing a piece of paper, looking at a, a blueprint, or moving a wheelbarrow and doing nothing else. And I guarantee, if you watch other episodes, there's firemen, policemen. Yes. Oh, yeah. Totally. <clears throat> it is a total. Yeah. It's like a housewives dream. Um, but what was I saying about the uh, the guy? Oh yeah. He. Oh yeah. At the during the date, he was he he doesn't get hand jobs. He just goes to get massages. And then in the during the first date, he says to her, he's like, well, what about your job? Like, didn't you think she was going to say, like, yeah. I don't like that you do, you know, it's a little <clears throat> bit. And then it didn't, it turned out he didn't care, care that she gave hand jobs to people. I thought they were, <clears throat> he, he, he kind of says, uh, what about your job? I'm not naive. Uh, and I think they were going for, oh, he knows that they all give hand jobs. But then I think. They took it too. I know you talked about that mishap, mishap with all your coworkers and had a good laugh. Yeah, right. I yeah. think it was a a, tw- a a zag, a zigzag. You know. But to me, it's like if you br- if you're on your first date and you, I'd be like, so what's it like giving like hand jobs to strangers? You know, like I know maybe that's not first. No, date I think etiquette. the joke, the idea is he doesn't know that. I think. I think. No, he has to know that. I thought that was the twist where he, when he says, "I'm not naive," I know you talked about. The mishap that happened oh, with me. Oh, so so it's supposed so it's supposed to be that he is naive. That's yes, yes, exactly. Wow, that went over my head because I feel like <clears throat> if you're at a massage parlor and somebody grabs your dick, it's obvious that that's what they do there. <laughs> like, this uh, wasn't just a pure mistake. Also, that him asking her out after she grabbed his dick when he came back, 
uh, hey, I was wondering if you're available Saturday. Oh, let me see if I'm on the schedule. No, no, for a date. Because you grabbed my dick, so I figured that was a good sign that you liked me. Oh. So, uh, you know, that was awkward. But then tell um, – the, the she says no, I think. She says, she so, says I'll think about it. And then, and then tell what he his, – his move that they think is this sweet. Is, they think this is like a hot, cool move from, a, from a, a guy to ask her out. She gets a gift. The gift is basically a burner cell phone, like a cell phone <laughs> from the, like wire the wire that you would break in half that after you, <laughs> Exactly. That's like you just have a certain amount of calls and it's, you know, untraceable and it only has one number in it and it's his number. Like she was given a gift of that. With a big. With a big bow. A on. big, overly frilly red bow. If, uh, some, if somebody gave me that, I'd be like, this is creepy. <laughs> this is weird. Like, yeah, maybe a note that says like, Call me and like you know a, a little thing that's a reference to a conversation yeah. we had. In this case, it would be a, t- a picture of a dick getting touched by accident. <laughs> but why giving a cell phone to somebody? Uh, that's that's weird. Yes. And then when he that's when she calls him and he's at the restaurant. And he goes, "Oh, good job with the dishes." And then they, oh yeah yeah oh you called. Yeah, he said, yeah. oh, you called. And then when he gets the date, he goes, yes. And he fist pumps to himself like any grown man would do. Like it's a, That's the other thing is I feel like with this, everybody is compl- – everything is the most important thing in the world. Like yes. there's nothing that is low stakes in this show. You know, like every single thing, like going on one date. I know she's married and like this – but it's like at the same time, it's like – you are just going out to dinner with a guy. Like, you know, yeah. it doesn't need to be... It could just be platonic and not weird, but they make it like, oh, my God, everybody's freaking out about it. You've got to go and have some fun. Yeah. yeah. Every, oh, God. But well, you're still married. There's no one... <laughs> but but my, fa- my other favorite part was one of the other storylines is there's a very Christian um, masseuse who does not give HJs. I forget her name. And she has a cross. Yes. And I remember that from the first episode that she's very proper. And the whole time, there's sort of this secrecy going on, right? She's like... Yeah. She's been texting someone, getting calls, and then it turns out she's going to meet a man. Yeah, and they all sort of... Everybody else at the massage parlor is very sort of gossipy and like, what's going on with her? Especially because she is very prim and proper, that this is out of the ordinary. And when they finally find out she's meeting up with a guy named Sam, they're like, oh, my God, we need to rally around and help her get dressed. And they all bring a different article of clothing as if she can't <laughs> dress herself or didn't bring clothes to work. And then she meets her per- the person. We were sort of – before he came, we were speculating who is it going to be. It's going to be a twist. I thought it was going to be her father. It ended up being her son, who she had never met. Yes. And he was how old? Like – 18? 18, yeah, something like that. And that was really weird because, for, like, they didn't, there was no, there was emo- only happy emotions. There was no, like, this is weird, like, I haven't seen you. There were no questions like, why did you abandon me? I don't think he had a line. I think he just looks at her and she goes, you look just like your father. Here's a picture of your father. They don't even hug, do I they? I think yeah, they- you're right. I don't think he did say <laughs> They just sit down. Uh, but then the best part was the conversation oh, yeah. after after that with uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and she's like, and she tells the truth that she met with her son, and she's like, I just have so many feelings. I I feel guilty, and I I care, and I wonder if he's staying out late, and I wonder if this, and and I I feel so weird, and and then Jennifer Love Hewitt says, Oh, like a mother, 
Yeah, she said, no, it, the exact <laughs> quote was, you just became a mom. Oh, you just became a mom. And it's like, no, you didn't. Like, of course you had your reasons for giving up the baby. Yeah, of course. That's like, people give up babies. But just because you worried once about your kid now, that doesn't mean you are a mom. You don't have the responsibilities. If you call him and tell him he needs to be home to his uh, adoptive parents by 10, he would think you're an asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or if you said, like, should you really be eating that? Like, you're just a bitch. You're like a woman who has nothing to do with my life. Get away from me. And it would be kind of, almost it'd be kind of offensive if, if, if I would, had adopt, you know, given up my child and someone said, it's, you know, you've just become a mom. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, that's like an insult. Like, it's like... <laughs> You're cutting me to the quick because I'm totally not a mom. Yeah, you you just undermined you you just like validated every fear I have. That's a terrible thing to say. I mean, I have a lot of complex, conflicted feelings because I love this person, but they're not a part of my life. And and you've said I'm a mom. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Whatever. Oh, there, and there's like five more plot twists. There's five there, more oh, storylines. Okay. There's the uh, the the Riley's husband who left. Has a brother who works construction, right? And, and she he, gives her he she gives him rides to work every. I, I feel like you know what if my, if your husband leaves you, yeah, may, and doesn't say anything, just leaves, yeah, nothing, no word or anything where you are. I'd maybe cut off the talk to any part of the, his family, wouldn't you? Don't you? Think I don't that, know if your friends. Yeah, I don't know. That's I don't a know. Bi- maybe the maybe you know his side of the family would rally around her. I can see that's, that. That's true. That's true. But I feel like he owes a responsibility to be like, I'm going to find out what's going on. Yes. You know what I mean? There's like more. Yeah. It shouldn't just be like, I'm just going to drive you to work. I feel like there's the aspect of the show that's rarely mentioned is like, what the fuck is going on? Like, shouldn't we deal with this? Oh, you know what? You, you know, because the storyline there, there's two. He has two fucking storylines. It's so packed with shallow storylines. He wants a raise from the foreman. Yes. And it starts off with, hey, I got my paycheck. I was supposed to get a raise. Well, blah, 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 blah. I'll think about it. Right. Uh, okay, so there's the whole raise thing. And then the boss also says, hey, with your brother out of the picture, you should, um, you should ask her out, you know. Yep. Uh, which is crazy. And also, just as a brother, wouldn't you be like, where the where the fuck is my brother? I want to know what's going on. Yeah, I and, need to talk. And to him. also, as an employee, you'd be like, "What the fuck is my boss talking about? Why is he telling me to?" My, this is my brother's wife. I mean. <laughs> yeah, and he said he's like, "You don't let a piece of." He, I don't, he's like, "You don't let somebody that hot go, yeah. even if he is your brother's wife." I mean, it's been yeah. it's been two months. I mean, come on, two whole months. And then at the end of the episode, <laughs> he's like, "I guess Riley can't give the ride." And the boss is going to give him a ride. Uh, the brother-in-law, and and as they're getting in the car, he goes, well, you know what? You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And he's like, wait, what do you mean? He's like, well, I want you to get me a date with Riley. And then he, the, okay, which is weird. Yeah. Weird. It's a weird thing to ask, but. You're says, a grown man, call her. But but also <laughs> the next line, the other guy, the brother goes, you want me to pimp out Riley? That's not pimping out, Riley. She gives hand jobs, first of all, and <laughs> second of all, she he was asking for a date, and then he should have just given her his card. Are here, you know? Have you heard yes, of the rub at Sugarland? <laughs> I think this is exactly what you want. Um, <laughs> I wonder they have to have a plot in some because I kept thinking that this was going because the other plot line is the mom's dating some guy who's a, a, a 
bad a, person. A crook. A crook. An embezzler. And he's going to marry her, but it's totally with the plan of getting all her friends to donate a bunch of money so he can skip town again. Yes, exactly. To build a fake church in Brazil, in Sao Paulo. But um, I was thinking, and I think you were too, that um, that, what's it called? That the mom, the guy the mom's dating would would like show up at the massage parlor or something. There has yes. to be there. Those two worlds have to mix. Yes. I feel like, and we sort of see that at the end with, um, the, the friend finding the money in the, in the freezer. Yes. Find a better place to hide your money. First of all, and it's like it looks like five, a bunch of fives just loosely put, like you would have done as a kid, where you keep your money. Yeah, like yeah. under the bed. It's not like a big fat stack of thousands in a roll. And and when the sister, when the friend finds it, she's like, oh my god! And then the and she hi- quickly hides it back. It's like, yeah, that wasn't that much cash. Like that was, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't rolled up. It was just just packed in, you know, like when you pack in change from your wallet just at the end of the day and it builds up over time. It was, it's also yeah. weird that she doesn't get paid in their paycheck. Well, maybe that's her tips. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. True. Very true. Have you ever gotten a massage? Many times. Yes. 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 Um, have you ever, have they ever offered you no. more? I once had a massage where they turned me over and she said more time. Are you serious? Yeah, and I said no. And I think, I, in my head, I assume that's what was happening. Oh, but it could have not been. I've never been back to that place. Um, was it in New York? Was it? But was it like a nice place with no, candles? No, it was, and- you know what? The, I've been to nice places. This was one that I just, it was in the neighborhood and I just popped in because I was like, I, I'd like to get a massage. And But it's 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 pretty creepy. Do you have those places here that have the videos playing of weird massages in the um, window? I think that's an, a New York thing. We have um, it's a very clear demarcation here in Atlanta of like nice places with uh, huge gift shops where they try to sell you right. a ba- bunch of bumble and bumble and bumble shit, uh-huh. and then you know there's a bunch of candles and uh, they give you some uh, green tea and there's new age music playing, or like a tiny shack. On uh, off of Cheshire Bridge somewhere that just says spa, mm-hmm. and it, it looks uh, like a crumbling uh, derelict uh, place, and that's that kind of a place. That's that kind of place. Yeah, that's such a weird. Well, and the and the one in this show is the first is the former version that you said the it's the Bumble and Bumble type yeah. place, but it just also gives high quality, high class hand jobs. But every uh, client appears to be amazingly handsome. Yeah. Yep. So you probably call and they go, uh, okay, sir, can you send us a photo? How much do you weigh? Yeah. I'm sorry, sir, you're too fat uh, to be our client here. Yeah. Yeah. They are all very extra- – they're extraordinarily handsome and successful. This is basically what this show is, is just for like women to yes. daydream, right? Yes. It's like – it's not it's not too seedy, whereas if this was a real world, like to have that sort of seedy operation, it would be prostitution. Wouldn't that be a great uh, climactic plot twist at the end, where it turns out that she's been in denial, and then suddenly we see reality, and it is like bad fluorescent lighting, and it's just <laughs> depressing. Uh, awful place, and this was just it was like a Mulholland Drive twist, where yes. it's just all a, 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 
her dream, but she's really anyway. That would be much believe that's much more interesting than anything anybody working <laughs> the show has thought of. Now, um, what would the male equivalent of this show be? Would you say like uh, like a, never, like a Law and Order or what? Like, mm, a, like yeah, those shows are, but this this those don't have the sex. You know, those don't have like the women. You know, I feel like. There are though. There has yeah. to be. I feel like it's maybe Hawaii. Like James oh, Bond? like Entourage. You Entourage. Know, like Entourage yeah. Is that, yes, that's totally that. But you're you know? right. You're right. It's like it's got, you know, the dudes just living the high life, the hot chicks, the movies, you know, all that. They stuff. all have their problem that gets solved at the end of the episode. You yeah. are you because I well I don't know if I'm allowed to mention this, but in some of the scripts for um, your pretty face is going to hell, there are mentions of Entourage. Yes. Um, are is are you guys? We have. No, I don't think we have an axe to grind with Entourage. Okay. I, think, I think it was a. I think it's a good show. I mean, I, I mean, I've only seen like the first four seasons. But I liked it. I've watched it all, and I don't. I like. It's like somebody described it to me as popcorn, where it's like you keep eating it, and it and it doesn't taste very good, and yeah. you don't feel good afterwards. But it's like you can just consume it so easily. But I just love that you guys <laughs> mentioned that in at least two episodes. I think I'm going to confess to you that I. I liked Sex in the City. Oh, really? I, th- I mean, I think like early it was very sharp. Towards the end, it got to be just. Uh, then the FedEx guy came and I asked to right. see his package. But early on, <laughs> it was pretty sharp uh, writing. I thought I've heard that. I've actually <laughs> never really seen the show, so I can't. Maybe some. Ep- hopefully, some episode of the podcast I'll get to watch an episode of it. But uh, yeah, I haven't seen it. I I don't inherently think it has to be bad but i th- are you saying that because entourage people say entourage is the sex of the city for guys yeah yeah or also i get yeah and just uh guys will not say they and most guys will say they hate that show but you're I, I was gonna go on a limb i'm that, comfortable well, I saying appreciate that. that you were able to say that yes, on this on show. the air that's an exclusive who would you say that you are a carry or oh a, i don't think i have an equivalent i don't there. know any of the other names of the characters uh, a mr big no, no, I, I, I just don't, I don't belong in that world at all. I, mm-hmm. It would, it would cause a uh, rip in the space time continuum. Uh-huh, yeah, that you, that would be awesome if you were just in an episode. Of that, <laughs> if, if you just woke up and you were in an episode of that show, everyone there is very, uh, uh, very confident in themselves. There's no one standing off to the side at their parties with like stuff in their teeth. <laughs> that would be me. That's you. I've seen you at parties and you are yeah. super awkward. No, just yeah. <laughs> that would be, I'm really mean to say to you. Um, uh, yeah, this, uh, this show bad. And you were also saying what was one thing interesting is we were three fourths into the show and there are like 12 minutes left. And you're like the, the, the amount of time left is how much, time an adult swim show is yeah (laughs) which is really i feel like you're able to they pack in like in a in a short 12 minute show you can only do like one a couple things storyline wise you would never be able to fit jam pack six they have like six to 12 plot lines an episode in this but they're all so uninteresting that that they have to do that yeah Uh, they have to cut quickly it might yeah let me see what else is on the list here. We took a couple. No, oh, I was going to say this is one other thing that uh, not that interesting, but um, the the guy who's the crook asks Jennifer Love Hewitt for permission <clears throat> for permission to marry her mom. Yes, you remember that? Yes, I was a little confused because her boss, Jennifer Love Hewitt's boss, 
did research on this guy. You know, she, the boss at the massage shop. Girl, is, there's something about him that's not right. I'm going to be on the phone with somebody to get but, information. What was she? Did she just do that on her own accord? They alluded to that. No, they, in the recap, oh. they also had a lot of cleavage. They alluded to her going, you sound familiar. Uh, there's something familiar about you. She kept saying that to that dude. Oh, that's so, so she was stupid. suspicious. That's so stupid. It was weird in that everything wraps up in this episode. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But everything except, oh, well, the other one weird thing about this show, and I think it's part of the, uh, the uh, women's daydream thing, is that we never see her children. <laughs> and we have the whole show, they are constantly mentioned. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I have two kids. They're seven and five going on 25. There's this, there's that. I've got to check on the children. I have to check on the children. She leaves the room to see the children. They did. They were not in the episode. They, there was one scene where they came home and you only heard their voices saying, Mom, I'm home. Yeah, I thought it was a budget thing, but I think if you hear them say, Mom, I'm home, then, then they get paid. Yes, so unless they, they use that from an earlier episode. If they just said at the beginning, like, let's pay them for three hours of ADR. We'll just have <laughs> these will be things, stock stuff we can use in any episode. Like, why? I mean, I think it's because they, they want this to be for women to just sort of daydream and, and, and think, wow, I wish I had children but didn't have to see them ever. And I could just drink wine with my mom, Sybil Shepherd. Yes. And I wonder if sort of male, uh, the male fantasy equivalent seems as ridiculous to women as this does to us. I've, oh, I'm sure. I mean, like think about James Bond. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the only pieces. Not, that I, seems ridiculous to me, though, really, too. But James, well, my yeah. dad, one of the best pieces of advice he ever gave me, which I don't know if I've used or not, but he's, he's like, my only piece of dating advice for you yeah. is don't bring a girl to a James Bond movie. That was <laughs> the only dating advice I've gotten from him. I remember watching that as a little kid, and he would just start making out with women, and, and I, would, I would just think, oh, you don't even have to say anything? You can mm-hmm. just lock eyes and just, you just walk up to a casino, you lock eyes with some woman, and just start making out with her. And that's why you've gotten slapped so many times. Yes. <laughs> Is for for trying that. That did not work for me. Yeah, I wonder what else. Is, I, but I don't even think Entourage isn't quite because it's a little smarter. It's funny. I mean, it's not quite, it's not nearly as hamfisted as this. And it's also the difference too is that Entourage is the single man's thing. This is like the this is like the family woman's daydream, you know, because it's about the husband that leaves and it's about the kids. Entourage is younger and more. You know, and it's a comedy. And it's a comedy. This is more of a drama, laced with some bad lines and an occasional whimsical smirk. Yeah, that passes for comedy. I don't know if there is. I don't think. I don't. Yeah, I think they don't quite compare. Well, I don't think men have the equivalent. There's no analogy. Yeah, because I think men when they escape, it's like sexy broads, you know, and like. Hawaii yeah, uh, like the Man Show is the version of right. that. I mean, it's very different, but it's stupid and hey, we're guys, girls right. on trampolines, and but a guy. Was, but that was also fla- flaunting. That was that was like, tongue in cheek. Yeah, that yeah. was tongue in cheek. I don't know. I don't know what the real. I feel like what would what would the men's lifetime channel look like if the men, if men had a? Well, isn't it what Spike tried to be? Remember yes. that network? That's still around. Oh, is it? I yes. mean, the old Spike. I think they changed. They their, changed it, yeah. But yeah. that was like all like what, just like wrestling and. We're gonna uh, appeal to guys. Yep, yep. I don't know. I actually ran into somebody who worked for Spike 
because we went to Comic-Con and I flew next to somebody who was from Spike and he was telling me about, about, about his, they like filmed live at Comic-Con for like four hours straight. And he, and he, he said that he, he, all he wanted to do is meet Mark Hamill and he had to go to the bathroom when Mark Hamill stopped by. So he missed it. I have a Mark Hamill bathroom story. Do you? I do. I knew this was heading somewhere. <laughs> uh, that is so funny. Uh, that is so weird. I, um, he, he does a lot of cartoon voices, and he's great at it. Mm-hmm. He really is great at it. He's not like coasting on Luke Skywalker. He's an awesome voice actor. And uh, I had to record him for a Cartoon Network promo for a show called Time Squad. He played a robot. And he was really late. And they're on West Coast, and I'm on East Coast. Uh, so I just went ahead and went home and decided to do it from home. And then I got horrible diarrhea. I knew, <laughs> but I knew he was going to call at any minute. And I'd never worked with him. So I took the phone into the bathroom, and I'm just going to town. Going to town. And then, of course, the phone rings. Oh, my so God. So I, ha- I pick it up, and it's not even like, hey, I'm the engineer. Here's Mark Hamill. It's like, hey, it's Mark Hamill. They've already patched him in. So, so, and for somebody who doesn't know much about this, this means that your voice is live in a recording studio. Yes. And, and people are listening to you. Yes. More than one person is listening to you sort of give directions and stuff while you're shitting. Yes, I'm directing him over the phone. So I'm in the bathroom in Atlanta at my home. He is in a recording studio in Los Angeles with an engineer and other people. So I, I have to really clinch and say, hey, how's it going? And then I cover the little hole in the phone. <laughs> And go to town. I can't even. I don't think I can even hear what he's saying. No, th- that is unbelievable. <laughs> and I had to do the whole thing like that. And then by the end, I was starting to feel better, and I was like, "Oh, that's great," you know. But yeah, <laughs> I had to do the whole session oh, of like that was really good. <laughs> I was like, "Can I? Can I hear? Can I just hear? Do one more of those a little quicker, and then I'll cover that little hole." <laughs> and then you're like, "Okay, do one of those a little longer." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That is unbelievable. That is so great. That's such a great experience. Yes. That's I, how I met Mark. Well, over the phone, met Mark Hamill. Have you met him since? Have you ever worked with him? I've worked with him since, but I've not met him in person yet. Have you ever told him that story? No. Would you ever tell him I would that tell story? him that story. He's a super nice guy, down-to-earth guy. Man, that is so great. I Did they... I mean, you could probably hear the... Like, I've... Answered the phone while I've been in the bathroom, and I'm always very self conscious about it because there's <laughs> there's an echo, there's, there's an a, echo, you're right. there's like that, y- you're I not, never thought of that. What yeah. if they all knew but were being polite? Yeah, they're like, oh my god, I never thought of that. If they just like muted the mics for saying like he's taking a shit, right? <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Just don't let him know we know. You've colored that whole story because in my head, oh, I dodged a bullet. But you're right. What if they were just all being polite? Well, do you have any <laughs> amount of carpet in your bathroom, like um, floor mat or anything? Because that would stop some of the echo. Oh no, no. Yeah, There's so no they carpet. Heard you Who puts carpet in their bath? That's like I've a seen, older that's person. An old person thing. It's an older person. I mean, I'm not that much older. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a southern thing. Um, oh no, it is also weird. I don't know why we're veering off into this, but I like talking about um, bathrooms and duty. But what is the deal with those those toilet seats that have the carpeted covers on them? Have you ever w- experienced that before? Yes. Why, why? What is that? Is that to shame people from possibly splashing on it? I don't know. But to me, that's like that's dangerous territory. Like not. Oh wait, you mean on the top part? Yeah, well, no, but I think also don't. Do they have it on the rounded I, I the know. whole part? I feel like it might be on both. I, okay, I know that um, they would have it on the seat part. I think a grandparent or someone, and the and when it, you try to flip it up, it wouldn't stay up. 
which is yes. extremely frustrating. Well, because when you have to pee. Yes, and I'm very tall, so I have to kind of ho- bend over in a weird angle. It's just thoughtless. Yeah, it's that's a that's a flawed system. I don't know what they're thinking, but whoever built that deserves to lose their job. Yes. They're uh, they're a fake construction company, a bunch of people. It's like the 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 same people who work at the construction company at clients list. Now do old people know that old and, and just do it as a dig to men that are visiting, or do you think they just are unaware? Well don't old men pee as well? Yeah, they do. You think they would mention it? Maybe we, And they have bad backs. I mean come but maybe on. Maybe we what we don't know is that when you hit a certain age you have to sit while you pee. I hope that's not true. <laughs> uh, oh man. <laughs> Uh, I had one other. Oh, oh! I have one yeah. other mark. I have one other P, P thing. Well, I have two more things to say. Why am I talking so much? We got to get back to the client list, nah, but real fast. I, this is. I'm uh, two things is I don't understand. Um, I you know the whole deal of you got to put the seat down. Mm-hmm. I understand it looks better that way. I yes. totally get that. But I didn't realize that the the real reason is that women will um, will sit down without looking. No. Yes. That's just stupid. Doesn't that sound bizarre? Like, yeah. don't, wouldn't you always look if you're going to sit down? Well, I mean, I know it's a habit, but wouldn't you always look? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, of course. But, but I've heard from several, maybe it's just the bizarre well, I guess I know. I guess because of women's bathrooms at work, for instance, why would they ever be up? Right? Right. So maybe that's it. But somebody was telling me this. I think this was while we were shooting last time, uh, a couple weeks ago, somebody was saying... They never put the seat down purposely. A man who pees, I forget what the argument was, but he's like, because then you know that I didn't pee on the seat. You know, like they uh. leave it up. Have, I've had to deal with that too before. You know, have you ever been to gone to a bathroom in like a bar or like, and it's a co-ed or whatever, and there's pee on the seat and you need to pee and you're like, well... <laughs> like, what do I do now? I don't, I don't want to be affiliated with this person, but also, do I want to touch the seat? Oh, gosh. Yes. You t- you pick it up. No, I don't know what I do in that situation. I don't remember. Yeah. What do you do? You know what I do? Sadly, as I think I clean up for everyone. I've done that before, and I, <laughs> I oh, that's we're good people. We're good people. <laughs> we're good. People. We're paying it forward. Yeah, exactly. This is. Is that our, our is our show business careers because of that? Uh huh. It's every time. This is a lesson for anybody who's trying to enter show business. Is that any time there's urine on a seat or a little bit of duty or whatever? That's not yours. That's not yours. If it's yours, you always should do that. Not yeah. show business or not. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to make it, you wipe that pee pee and duty off, and spray a little Lysol if you got a chance. All right, then. One last, I know. I'm One, fine. Oh, hey, I'm, right. I'm fine. Is I, uh, I just watched uh, Small Town Security. Oh, I saw, I saw a clip of that. It was after Breaking Bad. Yes. And they uh, were talking about bathrooms, pilot episode, and uh, they were talking about sitting while you're pee. And the mm-hmm. old man, the owner of the, of the security place said, he doesn't like it because the water is cold and his testicles get cold. <laughs> I mean, they dip <laughs> in. <laughs> Oh God! But that made me wonder. Well, what does he do when he's taking a crap? I mean, does it just kind of slide down? Ugh. Oh God! <laughs> or does he oh. does he drape them over his thigh? I mean, what? <laughs> oh, it's just like oh, it's just bobbing in and out of shit. <laughs> and he's on the phone with Mark Hamill, diarying, and his balls are in the 
I, I wonder if that was like a producer said, make a joke about how your balls are really droopy. Like, is that even real? Could they really be that droopy? I, hey, man. Could they hit the water? Maybe I mean, that a, would have to be down to your knee, wouldn't it? I mean, it would have to be Maybe it's low. a mix between high water level, high water low balls. Level. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I hope I never have to find that out. <laughs> because that's unsanitary, especially if you're doing number two. No, that is absolutely. <laughs> that's like I would obviously I'd take a shower after every time I went to the bathroom. That's absolutely disgusting. Um, that's really gross. Um, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> all right, client. <laughs> anyway, client. So yeah, so we're talking before about um, you know I do the a drinking game for a show uh, for the show that we watched. So we didn't actually see many abs this episode. There was I only think one massage. Shooting fish in a barrel. It's got to be uh, her jiggling, her booby jiggling, bouncing. I mean, because it is frequent. Yes, I'd say that. I'd also say any of those awkward, oh, yeah. and reaction, awkward reaction shots that are inappropriate to the to the dialogue that just happened. And then one more is every new plot line you have to take yes. a shot. And, and you'd be very drunk by the yes. end of that episode. And what would you what would we drink? Um something fruity. Mm-hmm. Uh like a uh, help me out here. I'm trying What's to What's that? Well, isn't there something with like a the, mojito or uh, No, well, they wasn't she having a margarita on her date? She had two margaritas on yeah. her date. And white wine they were also drinking yeah. in. White it. wine, yeah, white wine. And on her date that uh, was going great until she uh, told him that her husband had only left two months ago. Yes, and then that immediately turned awkward. And then the other great part about that date that you pointed out while we were watching was they're in the middle of the date and he's like, this is a great date. I'm like, what? Like, she's as if it had ended or something. Oh, he's like, yeah, do you want to do this again? Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, that's what it have was. You even had, you haven't even finished your drinks. You didn't <laughs> get the check. You haven't gotten dessert. I mean, don't you wait till you're going back to her place yeah. before you... Yeah, this yeah, very very weird. Yeah, these these are odd human beings in this show. They they are not I've never met anybody quite like Jennifer Love Hewitt in this and I hope to God I do. It's like aliens that are trying really hard to fit in with humans and have really yes. studied human behavior but they don't quite get it right. It, she what's that show called? She's a small wonder. That show from the 80s. Oh, small, wonder. small yeah, wonder. Yeah, Small wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, this is like if the, <laughs> if everybody was a small wonder and grew up being robots. But they they said we know that the no emotion thing is a tell. So we're going we're gonna to turn the emotions way up. Way up, exactly. Yeah. Cry a lot. Everything's high. Man, I, I'm... I'm going to have lunch with a guy. Girl, you're going to have lunch with a guy? Why? You didn't tell me this. Wear this that. necklace. you got to wear this necklace. This will give you good luck. Oh, uh, God. Um, cool. Well, I, uh, I, uh, I, I think I'll probably try never to watch this again. I've already seen too, too many yes. episodes of this. That's two hours of your life. <laughs> yeah, that will never come back. Um, so I thank you so much. Uh, this is Casper Kelly. Check out his book, and you can find it. Do you, you have a website for the book? Uh, CasperKelly.com or on Amazon or The Strand or Powell's. Check it out. Um, iTunes. And also, it's coming up at some hey, point. Uh, what, would you be willing to read a random sentence? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me do that here. Pick I'm a random gonna... sentence. Let's see how I do here. Let's see if it's Vamp while I pick up the book. All right. I'm vamping. Uh, I... This is why I don't have an improv career. Right. Vamp. This is a random, uh, a random section from the book. Uh, more stories about spaceships and cancer. And I turned to page 77. And I love the title of this chapter is Large-Breasted Ninjas of Altair 7. And, um, That's tongue-in-cheek. 
And this is not erotica. The, I whoa, this is getting okay. Uh-oh. So no, her face not far from mine. Her big brown oh. eyes stern. Her pouty lips set horrible. in determination. She wears a mask that her black hair tumbles over, and a all tight right. black outfit. You want me to pick? Stop. <laughs> this is the oh yeah. This is all a parody. All right, <laughs> of t- erotica that it is coming off like I wrote a book of erotica. It is not. I swear. Right, this one's called Sneezy. This one, all right. Her large breast nuts. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, let's see. Where should I go from? Um, just one sentence. One sentence. I am right outside your door now. All right. That's there you sentence. go. So, so what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then there's, I also see this. I like this. I hesitate. My heart sounds like it is firing shotguns. Kapow, clip, click, kapow, click, kapow. That, is, that story is about Sneezy um, thinking he's got a shot with Snow White. Oh, awesome. He wants to be loved more than the other dwarves by her. That's great. In a romantic way. He's going to make a move. Don't spoil it. <laughs> All right. I will, I will, I'll have to wait to see if, he, if Sneezy does it. Uh, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, and uh, I really appreciate it. And I'll never watch this TV show again. No, never. Have a great day. You too, sir. I'd like to thank my guest, Casper Kelly, again for stopping by. Uh, since we recorded the podcast, I've actually read a lot of his book, More Stories About Spaceships and Cancer, and I highly, highly recommend it. It's really funny, really smart, uh, and it is, it's really good uh, book of short stories. Uh, so far, one of my favorites, I got a lot of favorites, but there's one story called Taking a Shit in the Future, and it is pretty genius. It's about... Uh, <laughs> in the future there's a procedure so you don't you don't go to the bathroom anymore and it's about this one uh, man dealing with that and sort of missing the sensation of doing it it is it's really smart very funny i've used those words twice already but they really really fit so um you should check it out uh you can get it at uh the website casperkelly.com I really highly recommend it again. Um, he Casper does not have a gun to my head right now. Um, and if you're listening, uh, you shouldn't call 911. I repeat, you shouldn't call 911. Please do not call 911. He isn't in the room with me right now stalking up and down and pointing a gun at me. He is not doing that. If you get my drift. Thank you so much for listening. Leave a comment on uh, iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. And have a great night and an early manana. Adios, amigos. (laughs) 